Hey there, this is Nicole Crone. I'm a big lover of mindset, energy, especially the energetics of business, entrepreneurship, women changing their money stories, and elevating their wealth consciousness. I'm a small town girl who thought she wanted to be a teacher, did that for a few years, and realized I wanted and I could have so much more. I co-created My Line Purpose with my biz bestie Kayla, and together we have supported hundreds and hundreds of women to raise their money ceiling, earn more, exit their nine to fives, become confident queens, build businesses they love, and along the way, we've made incredible friendships within our community. In our 12-month Platinum Experience program, we teach the formula to build a six or multiple six-figure business that you actually enjoy working in. Since we've both been in the nine to five world, we know how scary the leap can be. And we're here to link arms with you and show you what's possible and how it's done. Whether it's money, marketing, hiring and firing, sales, community, and mindset, these are topics we'll cover. The entrepreneurial seasons are gonna have their ups and downs and you don't have to go at it alone. Think of these episodes as a glance into what we do inside of these programs. I love to share our wins, celebrations, insights, ahas, what I would do's, and so much more. My goal with this podcast is to support those of you who are seeking something else in your career. Those of you who have gotten on the roller coaster I call entrepreneurship, and those of you who just love to hear what it's like to be inside of our world. I'm here to encourage you, inspire you, and to offer my truth and wisdom. This is going to come through with my East Coast accent mixed with my global business mind. Thanks for being here and don't be a stranger. Come say hi over on Instagram or in our email inbox and let us know what you needed to hear today or what you'd love to have on the show. Now let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on My Line Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Crone, and this is one of our bonus episodes. I am here today with Brianna Rose, and I'm really looking forward to meeting Brianna in the same depths that everybody who's listening <laughs> will. Um, it's Brianna and I don't have a history yet. I can already tell, though, that we are riding the same frequency here. And I was just sharing, I know we're going to get deep into this juicy conversation, but I was just sharing with Brianna before she came on about how her work is a lot in the Kundalini energy. And I've been really curious about that lately, activating it, working with it. And I joined a breathwork group, um, which I talked about on a previous episode with Kyla Gagnon and she asked us all what is your intention for being here and I said to activate my divine feminine kundalini mm. energy and I kind of wrote that and then parked it and I didn't seek out any further support I'm like who's in this world who's doing this work and then our incredible VA Tej reached out and she was like hey there's this person who I think would be really great for the podcast. Do you want to look at her? And soon as I saw that your work was in the Kundalini energy, I was like, oh yeah, it has to be her. Bring her on. So I'm so excited to have you here today, Brianna. I would love if you could, when you come on, say hello and let us know where are you calling in from and what's something you're grateful for today? Oh, well, I love just like the, the background story of how this is all happening, why we're here in the, the podcast interview. I'm so excited to share Kundalini with you. And for those of you that don't know me yet, my name is Brianna Rose. I'm calling in from Laguna Beach, California in the United States. We got a lot of sunshine today. And today I'm just grateful to be alive, to have my breath, to have the sun. Although we've been in California and we are known for our sun, the last couple of months, it's been rainy and dreary and gray. It's been so different. So today the sun is peeking out. I can see the ocean and it just feels like it's going to be a good day. <laughs> yes. It's a good day to have a good day. 
Yes, it's a good day to have a good day for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so why don't we dive a little bit into your story? And whenever yes. I ask people this, I love to leave it really open-ended, like go back as far as you want to go back, include as much mm. detail as you want to include. But something tells me that like six-year-old Brianna Rose did not know that this would be the work that she <laughs> would be doing. So I would love to hear a little bit about your journey from what got you to where you are today in terms of your business, because a lot of the conversations around here are with business owners, entrepreneurial mm-hmm. women doing incredible work in the world. Yes. So what's your story? Yes. Oh, I love this question. I'll try to keep it condensed because there's obviously a lot that brought me to where I am today. But essentially, I was a kid that had a lot of intuitive abilities. I could see spirit. I could see energy. I could feel energy. And it scared the crap out of me because I didn't know what to do. I was raised Roman Catholic and my parents were super supportive, but they also didn't know what to do either. And I just remember praying every night. I was like, please make this go away. God, whatever this is, like, I don't want to see this any longer. But it scared me. And mm-hmm. so for years, every night I'd do like my, my my prayers and I would also be like, and also I don't want to see spirit tomorrow. I don't want to feel energy, make it stop. And it kind of did stop, to be honest. I still was very intuitive, but it wasn't as intense as it was when I was younger. That is until I was in my early twenties at this point, I'm originally from New York. And so I just had this like hustle culture ingrained into me, my degrees in advertising and marketing. So at this point I was a PR marketing director. I was killing it. I had everything that you're like supposed to have. I had the income, I had the car, I had the job, I had all those fancy titles, but deep down, I was like, there's something more than this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm miserable. I'm 23 and I'm miserable. And I remember thinking like, how can I keep going until I'm 60? Like doing this work, like even though like I have the money, I remember thinking to myself, like I have a million dollars and I still, this is not for me. And right around that time that I was starting to kind of like question that, one of my closest friends passed away suddenly. And one of the last conversations that we had together, we were having bagels as New Yorkers do. We were having breakfast and bagels and coffee. And she had said to me, because she knew I had this, this like intuitive spiritual gift. And I don't, I, for the life of me, I don't know why she said this, but she looked me in the eye and she said, joking around, of course, but she's like, if I die first, I'm going to come back and haunt you because I know you're going to be the one person that can feel me and see me. And we were like, you know, we laughed it off. We didn't know what was going to happen, you know, months later. And so she passed away. And I remember that night, I even have chills talking about this. I woke up and I remember just like that conversation playing in my mind's eye. And I was like, oh shit, she's going to try to contact me. I better remove all of this like prayer of protection to like close down my intuitive gifts because I want to connect with her. And it was kind of like, literally like she passed away And like that night, the next day, it was like this veil had been lifted and my intuitive gifts were all turned on, but now they were turned on at like 20 times what they were. Like it was super intense. I could feel so much. And I was also going through a lot because I just lost my best friend at 23. And so at that time... I was a PR marketing director for a wellness company. And so we had all these different types of practitioners that worked in our company and we had acupuncturists and Reiki practitioners. And again, I was super in my like hustle culture. So I didn't know what that stuff was. I was like, that's like some hippy dippy stuff. I don't know what that is. But when she passed away, I was like, I think those people, I should go talk to them because they're like the closest thing to energy. And so I walked into the acupuncturist treatment room and I was like, listen, 
here's what's going on. This is what I'm feeling. Can you help me? And she was like, that's not what I do. Like, you know, I can feel energy, but I don't, I'm not a medium. She's like, here, talk to this person. And I met with that person. They're like, you need to learn this thing. And so it's like all these teachers started showing up, which was really cool. And I started to learn Reiki was kind of my gateway. I got, you know, certified and was a Reiki master. And then I learned about IET and I was just kind of like bopping around. And as this was happening, I was also going back to that energy of, I love what I do in terms of marketing and business building. And like, I'm really good at it. Like it felt like, oh, so aligned, but not in this kind of space. And right. so I kept kind of like oscillating between that. At this time, I also discovered Gabby Bernstein. She had just released her May Cause Miracles book. Mm. And she felt like a good gateway for me because she too was the New Yorker. She too was in PR. And then she was a spiritual teacher. So I was like, this is kind of normal. I can connect to her. This is cool. And in that book, she teaches a Kundalini meditation. And I remember when I read it, it was kind of like the word jumped out. It's like, as it was like surrounded by glitter. I was like, what is this Kundalini thing? Mm. Just so happened that where I was living, I'm originally from Long Island, New York. The only Kundalini yoga studio at that time was literally next door to where I worked. Mm. And I was like, I was still like learning like the, what synchronicity is, but I was like, I think this is synchronicity. Like this is divine timing. It's like right next to it. And I took the class. And for those of you that don't know what Kundalini yoga is, typically people are dressed in like all white and turbans and, you know, white sheepskin mats. And I being the New Yorker that I was, was in all black. And so like I walked in and I was like, what is this? Is this a cult? What is going on here? And again, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like a regular yoga class. I was like, I'm going to kill it. Like, I'm going to be amazing at this. I'm a former dancer. I can, I'll do I can great. hold my downward dog so Yeah, good. right, right. <laughs> I can do this as if it's a competition, which is not what yoga is about, but like that was yeah. where I was at. And so I took the class and whooped my ass, but I felt so much better when I walked out. I had walked in like really dealing with some like depression and anxiety. It's like this overload of energy I'm trying to move in my body. I'm also dealing with my close friend passing away and I was just in like a darker place. And when I had walked out, I was like, I don't know what just happened in that class, but it works and I feel better. And so that kind of led me down this path of discovering what Kundalini is. At that same time, I also left my nine to five. And I know you discuss this a lot on the podcast. So I will say I left without having a plan and it was kind of the best thing that I ever did. And the reason why I left was I was toying around leaving mm. and I had a dream and my best friend that had passed away showed up in the dream. And we were at on a train station like this, like we were just like waiting to get on the train together. And she looked at me and she's like, you have to leave now. Like you have to get on the train and leave now. Don't miss it. Get on the train and leave. And then my alarm woke me up. And I was like, I guess this is my day to hop on the train. Yeah, it was insane. And so I literally walked in and I put in my note. I left that day, actually. I was like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I walked out. There's a lot of other stuff I won't get into, but I left and I was like, all right, well, I guess, I guess I'm becoming an entrepreneur. I knew that I wanted to help more people than one company. I knew that I was meant for something more than that. And so out of safety, I created like a traditional marketing and branding company just to kind of get me going. But it was kind of like I was living a double life underneath the surface. It was like the clock struck 5 p.m. And I put my witch's hat on and I was like (laughs) doing all my crystals and my energy work and kind of discovering all this stuff. And I fell in love with Kundalini because it was the only thing that was making me feel better and making me feel better faster. But every time that I meditated, 
about Kundalini because I still had this like intuitive thing that I was like, this is still kind of weird. Like there's something about the way it's being taught that like it wasn't sitting like fully aligned with my heart. And so when I'd like meditate and connect to my guides, I would hear, keep learning about Kundalini, but it's not this way. Like keep, mm. keep getting curious, go after it. And so I would go to these classes and they were taught in very like restrictive dogmatic type of ways. And I'd ask questions. I'm a person that asks a lot of questions. I was like, why are we doing this pose? Why are our hands up at this time? Because Kundalini, you're getting your body into these like very, you're not doing like a headstand, but you're doing these interesting postures and you're holding them for 11 minutes or 20 or like minutes. Or like flapping your arms for Yeah, so or moving long. your arms around. <laughs> yeah, you're doing this like crazy stuff. And I would be like, why? And no one had an answer for me. They were like, just listen to what the guru says. Like, this is what the guru taught us. Like kind of just like shut up and be quiet. And for me, I was like, well, I can't do that. I, I need to work. learn. That doesn't work for me. So I went on and I spent literally these last like 10 to 12 years studying what Kundalini is like beyond what's being taught mainstream. Like what, what is it? Because Kundalini is not actually a form of yoga meditation. It's an energy. And I know we'll talk about that probably in a moment, but it's mm. an energy that we have. It's a feminine energy. And so I kind of be became my own guinea pig. And I was like, I'm going to make up, my, not make up my own rules, but it's like, I'm going to challenge the rules that are being taught because a lot of the things that were being taught is like, if you move your arm two degrees, like you're going to die. Like, like they had all these like weird things. And I was like, is it true? Let me move my arm the other way and see what happens. Didn't die. I feel fine. You know what I mean? Like I just kind of sat there and played with the energy in my own body of becoming my own guru. And then that led me to discovering the meridian system through the lens of Chinese medicine. And so once I learned that, I could kind of almost take the meridian system and overlay it over the Kriyas, which is whether it's taught in Kundalini, and understand why they were working, how they were working, what's being activated in the body. And also why like even me and someone else can practice the same Kriya and have totally different experiences because no one could tell me that. And so I still have my business, you know, background kind of going in my head. And what I started to realize was no matter how much consulting I did for people, they still were getting stuck. They still had limiting beliefs. I could create the perfect marketing campaign for people and they wouldn't execute it. And I was like, why is this not working? Like, why are people getting stuck? And I started to realize people have limiting beliefs. People have trauma that's blocked stuck energy. in their body, blocked energy. And so I started to relate that to the Meridian system and essentially using the Kriyas to disrupt the energy channels so they can move forward in their business. And so I started to do that. People were seeing incredible success. I shut my branding business down opened up Kundalini business coaching, didn't have a website, didn't have a huge following, didn't do this crazy launch. And my program booked out in two weeks Ooh, within exciting. one year. Yeah. Within one year, I hit half a million dollars. I went from like zero to half a million, no advertising no crazy funnels and all of this stuff. And it was purely from energy and alignment and, and showing up. And that was back in 2018, 2019. And the business has just continued to grow and expand since then. And it's been pretty amazing. It's been like a wild, beautiful ride getting to just help people get really centered, understand how to move energy in their body and then elevate their income. Cause I feel that if us healers, intuitives, coaches, light leaders, visionaries, if we're the ones making the money in the world, we're going to see this incredible change in the world. Yes, and that's what yes, it's really yes. all about. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I couldn't agree more. 
Okay. I love that whole story. I feel I'm already like, oh my God, we just have to talk beyond the podcast because there's yes. so much I want to share, <laughs> but very similar to you. When I was a little kid, I grew up Catholic as well. Went to church mm. every Sunday, Sunday school, all that stuff. It, although I, I didn't ever really believe what I was being told. I was like, this, it Same. kind of freaked me out. I'd be like, okay, well, if there's a God, how come? And then I'd see my dad watching the news and like hear about war. I'm like, well, if there's a yes. God, like, why is there war? I don't understand. But I would be so afraid going to bed at nighttime of seeing ghosts, mm. seeing ghosts, seeing ghosts, terrified, even into my mm. teenage years, just like, oh, I hope I don't fall asleep after my mom and dad. Like I would just feel safe if my yeah. mom and dad were still up and then I could go to sleep. And then at 22, my nanny, like my mom's mom passed away. And mm. it, like you said, it was like the veil lifted. And for the very first time, and since then I'm 37 now, so it's been quite some time, 15 years, I feel not afraid of ghosts spirit. Mm -hmm. I am like, Oh, I'm being watched. I'm being taken care of. I'm being guided. Like, thank you, nanny. She's all around. I know that, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it took having somebody so close to me go to the other side to sort of give me that little tap and say like, Hey, it's actually okay. Um, because I was so scared, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I want to talk more. Okay. Now love it. So many questions about Kundalini. I have so many (laughs) funny little experiences, but I want to share that in 2016, I moved for a year on a working holiday visa to Australia. And at the time I'd given up my teaching job. I used to teach high school. Mm -hmm. I had just ended a six year relationship with somebody I was engaged to everything. My life was changing. I was 30. I didn't have a home. I didn't have kids. I didn't have a husband. All my friends did. I was like, what is going on? I feel like my life is in shambles. I'll just move to Australia. (laughs) And I don't know if you've ever been to Australia, but I was on Mm -hmm. the gold coast. Okay. So Byron Bay is its own whole like vibe of it's like a, spiritual epicenter of the people who consider themselves like the highest gurus and spiritual leaders and yoga teachers and kundalini practitioners Mm. and all sorts of things. And I got, it was like my first time hearing all of this, even though I had done yoga teacher training, it was like, none of that was in my vocab. And then I moved to Australia and I'm hearing people of like going to dancing Eros. And it's like this whole big ceremony where like everybody's Kundalini is activated and everything like, there's all this like sexual tantric energy happening. And I was like, wow, there's a whole other world that I didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. So I really started to relate Kundalini to like this to like this tantric sexual energy. I didn't know much about it. And I kind of didn't explore it. I was just like, "Hmm, there's another world. And then I moved to where I live now, Victoria, which is on Vancouver Island here in British Columbia. And the very first yoga class I went to, I moved here and I was like, I don't know anybody. Maybe I'll go to a yoga class. I didn't know that I signed up for a Kundalini yoga class. (laughs) And I, I was a trained Hatha yin yoga teacher. And I get to this Lini class and I'm not kidding. I was like, are my fucking arms going to fall off? Cause it felt like we did this. I swear to God for 45 minutes. I was like, what is happening? And I was too focused on how sore my shoulders were to realize there was powerful energy moving through my body. And I walked away and I was like, I'm not going back to that. That was (laughs) too hard. It was too weird. It wasn't like regular yoga. So again, I painted an image in my mind of like Kundalini is either like some sort of tantric practice or it's a Mm. weird yoga practice that hurts my arms. So I don't want to know much about it. And then Mm. recently, and I mean, very recently, 
I started to notice on my social media, it popping up different people that I follow doing cap Kundalini mm. activation, maybe practice. And it's like where the person's like hovering their hand over their spine and like they're lifting yeah. up. And so then that's when I got curious of like, okay, what is Kundalini? So you, Brianna, mm. Yes. How would you define Kundalini for all the people who are listening that either have some sort of distorted idea of it, like I did, <laughs> or they just have no clue what we're talking about right now? How would you define Kundalini and why would, why do you think it's essential that we tap into it? Mm, I love this question. This is kind of like my favorite question to answer. So I'm so happy that you asked it. I will say probably most people that have heard of Kundalini have Googled it and seen all the crazy Am I allowed to curse on here? Yes. yes, right? Okay. All the crazy shit that's on Google about what Kundalini is, these crazy experiences. If you haven't Googled it yet, just don't because there's so <laughs> much misinformation about it. Just like with anything that's really powerful, I think it can be misinterpreted a lot and taken to the extreme. And so Kundalini is separate from yoga and meditation. Kundalini is an energy that we all naturally have that lives in our body. Every single human being has it. And where it lives, everyone says it's at the base of the spine, but it's mm. close to the base of the spine. It's actually located, if you're familiar with acupuncture, it's located at the Dantian point. So it's located between your navel center and the base of your spine. And so if you connect those two, it's on a diagonal line. In the center of it is where your Kundalini energy lives. This this energy is coiled three and a half times. So it's coiled up. And that's why a lot of times you see Kundalini connected to the serpent or the snake. It's because it's a coiled energy that we all have. Now, for most people, they go through life. I call them muggles because I'm a Harry Potter fan. And they just like don't even know that they have this energy. And they're just like living a regular human experience. But if you're listening to this podcast, you are not a muggle. You are an intuitive, <laughs> magical human being. And your kundalini energy wants to awaken. And so this energy lives at near the base of the spine. And it's just kind of sitting there like a, like a slumbering energy. And so through the use of movement, not just yoga and meditation, actually, which is a big misinformation there, but through any conscious movement, you can put pressure on this energy and this energy begins to rise. And so mm -hmm. for me, I never liked the, the, the serpent analogy. It just, I'm very my feminine. So I just like didn't connect to that. I see it as a diamond because the more that you put pressure on a diamond, the more that it shines. And that's exactly what happens right. with this Kundalini energy. This energy is pure divine feminine energy. If you don't relate to those words, it's birthing energy. It's creating energy. It's the energy that creates the energy that transforms. It's said, this is the same energy that's created everything that we see in our life. And it's why it lives within us too. And so through any conscious movement, you're putting pressure on this energy. Science has proven that it is a light frequency. So it's light energy. You put pressure on it and then it shines up. And so what it's doing through the lens of science, it's shining up through your central spinal column and then it descends out through your vagus nerve. And so your vagus nerve is the largest nerve that you have in the body and it's descending through your entire body having a full body activation. And so as it's rising up though, since it is a light energy, 
when we shine light in the dark, it illuminates the darkness and there's more light, right? But that light needs to essentially absorb the shadow. And so Kundalini essentially is somewhat shadow work because as it's shining up and as it's rising up through your central spinal column, it's also illuminating your traumas, your limiting beliefs, energy that is being stored in your body because the body remembers. No matter how much therapy or coaching, and I'm a huge, like, I'm not saying don't do therapy, don't do coaching. Those things are incredible, but the body remembers. The body relives trauma. The body relives, we know this, right? Like we had just like randomly will have a moment from when we're five years old. We remember something that happened. The body is constantly storing this information. The body doesn't know space or time either. And so it doesn't, it's not just from right now. And so when this Kundalini energy is being activated, it's illuminating all of that along the way. And so the intention they're a metaphysical lens. The intention of Kundalini rising is for Shakti, divine feminine, to unite with her divine counterpart, which is Shiva. And he is located supposedly at the top of the head near the crown area. And so it's not about just being in your feminine. It's about having a whole bodied experience. She's descending. She's moving through your body. She's healing. She's transmuting. And then she's rising up to meet the masculine. So this really is a full body activation. And also it's balancing your energy. It's not just about being in one energy or the other. It's creating harmony between them. And so as that energy is rising, the intention is for you to become the most happiest aligned version of yourself. For entrepreneurs, I'm like, this is our secret weapon because it's birthing energy. We're constantly creating content, creating courses, showing up, being on stories, creating podcasts. We need that birthing energy. That's also transmuting. Since we know that success is an energy that we tap into, money is an energy that we tap into, when we shine light on our limiting beliefs and our stories and our traumas and we heal them, our energy gets lighter, our frequency rises, we're able to receive more money and impact Mm. and all of the things that we desire. And so essentially, that's what Kundalini is. I could go on more and more and more, but essentially, that's what the energy is and what it's doing in your body. Oh, such a beautiful explanation. And, you know, I, I think for anybody who's listening, if maybe you've never done any yoga teacher training, maybe you've never had any acupuncture, if there's some terminology in here that you're hearing and you're unsure of, well, I would say connect with Brianna and dive deeper. But for somebody like myself, I've done yin yoga. So I know meridians and just yoga teacher training and the the text and all of this. And so right now I'm like, I'm sucked in. I'm so bought in. Mm. I'm like, yes, I love everything (laughs) you're saying. This is such, I love how you're speaking to metaphysical, but like scientific and the woo, like it's all blended. And I think that that's really important. Oftentimes what we'll share in our work with my line purpose is we create all of our content. I always say from a systems and soul lens, Kayla's more systems. I'm, I'm more soul. And I will share how to do business from the chakra system. And I always say like, if, okay, so say you don't believe in the Vedic text or you don't know that, or you don't want to buy into chakras right now. We have the endocrine system. It's the exact okay. same thing. All your glands. Yes. We have the meridians, all of yes. these things that you're saying. It's like, it can't be denied. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. It's within us. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like to 
actually work with you. So we're hearing what it does, how it moves through the body, how it can be supportive for business owners. Is that who you specifically work with? Do you work with people who are healing trauma? Do you work with men, women, everybody? Mm. Like, what does it look like if somebody says, okay, I want to work with Brianna and I want to activate my Kundalini energy. How do you do that? Yeah. Love this question. So I do, I work with entrepreneurs. I work with feminine leaders, women entrepreneurs that know that they're meant to do big things in the world. Like they know that they have these intuitive gifts and they want to create their light legacies. They want to make massive impact in the world. And so I have two ways that you work with me. One is to help build your business. And we use, we see business through the lens of energy first, strategy second, probably very similar to what you're doing. And essentially we're looking at the body and seeing what is being blocked that's preventing the business from going. Because my whole thing is the business is an expression of what's happening here. And so if the business isn't growing, we got to fix what's going on here instead of having the photo shoot, having the funnel, having the ads, they're not going to save you. Right. And so we have to work through that. So We essentially pair the Kriyas. Kriyas are sequences of poses, posture, mantra, and breath work. They're kind of like a a dance, you know, choreography that we are imprinting in the body to open up the meridians, which are energy channels. That way you can receive more, open up more, literally anything that's happening in the business, we can relate it to the meridian channel and then literally just heal that channel. And then you'll see success. It's We make success way harder than it needs to be. And so that's how I work with people in one area. And then also I have a certification program. It's a multimodality certification program where you were getting certified in light leader Kundalini, which is my lineage of Kundalini, breathwork, meditation. And then you learn how to weave that into your own coaching programs, healing programs, and, and things of that. And I pretty much just teach you how to transform people's lives using all of these beautiful ancient wisdom tools. Mm, I love how you said, I pretty much just teach you how to do all these amazing things. If you want to add all of these incredible modalities to your toolkit, that's just what I do. Um, I love it. It sounds like it's just so a part of who you are and how you operate. And can you share with us, like, I don't, obviously this, everything is kind of on the spot. We don't ever plan what we're going to talk about beforehand. But do you have like a story, whether it's your own or somebody you've worked with of like when they've tapped into their Kundalini energy, like what completely transformed in their life and in their business? Yes. Yeah. So inside of my signature program, we've, it's been around since 2018. So we've had a lot of students go through, hundreds of students go through the program. And what's really cool is most people come to us and they think that And I think this is just most humans where they're like, I I need strategy, right? Or like, I need this thing in my business, or this is what I want my business to be. And then we go through, they go through the Kriyas, they go through the program, they start to move the energy in their body. And all of a sudden, they are understanding that they're actually meant to do something else. And there's something else that's bigger and more aligned for them. And we've had students that go through our program that are at like $1,000 a month, $2,000 a month. And we've had them scale up to 300,000, 400,000, 500,000 within a year. Like unicorn stuff happens. And does it happen for everyone? Of course not, because we all are on our own paths. But I have never met someone that is diligently practicing their Kundalini practice and also taking action and not seeing financial success or a huge personal life shift. My students have done... I say like we defy logic, like all of the rules that's been written about what entrepreneurship is, we are throwing it out. All the rules about broke healers, right? Like we are not broke healers anymore. We are abundant healers and intuitives because when we 
have the money, we can make the decisions, we can make the impacts, we can make the change. And I truly believe if we want to make real change in the world. You have to become as financially abundant as possible to not only take care of yourself, but then the money speaks and we're able to make the change that we want to see. And so I could talk about specific people, but I think collectively we've just seen it over and over and over again. The people that show up and do this work see incredible, massive shifts in their life. Mm, oh, I love that. And, you know, I, what we see a lot in our work and I'm sure it's the same for you is we have women come to us who, you know, they're in the spiritual closet, the Kundalini closet, they're, mm -hmm. they're hiding in there. Like you said, you came yes. out at five o'clock, a blazing with the crystals. <laughs> uh, and you know, a, a lot of the women we work with, they've got these big goals and dreams, but they're partners aren't supporting them or their yes. families aren't supporting them. And that can feel really challenging. I mean, I have such yes. a supportive husband and supportive family. They just, they're just like, oh, there's Nicole doing her shit again. And <laughs> she's on her own path and like, let's just leave her yes. be. But what would you say to the women listening who are like, they're, they are curious about this work with you and they're just so scared to talk yeah. about it to their loved ones because they, they already are making a story that they're not going to get it. Mm, I love this. I just had this conversation with one of our students yesterday. It's in like the same scenario where it's like, you know, you're meant to do this, but the partner doesn't get it. The friend doesn't get it. The family doesn't get it. And so then you start to question yourself because you're like, they know me really well and they don't think it's believable. Why should I believe in it? And so I think the biggest thing here that really helped me and I've seen just help others is a couple of things. One, recognizing that the people that don't believe in it, everyone has their own set of limiting beliefs and stories. And so they're just projecting from wherever they're at. Does it make you better than them or, or you know, less than them? That's just where they're at. Also, entrepreneurs make up like 1% of the population. We are fucking crazy. Like we, 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 like it's like, we just are. And I always say within that 1% on top of that, we're the ones that want to do the shadow work, that want to heal our trauma. Like we are a special breed of humans. We're incredible, but we're not like other people. And so our minds are actually very lazy. They like to do things that are normal. And the normal thing is have the nine to five, get the house, marry the partner, have kids and kind of follow this, this easy. I'm not saying it really is easy, but it's, it's mapped out. And so when you go to go against that, your family, your friends, they just want the best for you. And they're like, oh no, she might fail. Or, oh no, like I can't do that. That's scary. I don't know what that is. And I think what it comes down to is they actually just really love you. And I think if we can have more compassion for that, they're like, they just care about me. Like they don't actually want the worst for me. They want the best for me. And that's the way that they can see it. You can have a whole other energy to it. The second part is keep it sacred. Keep it sacred. Don't be like out on the, the balcony, belting out to the world. This is what you're doing just yet. Wait until you have unshakable faith in your message, in your purpose, in your work. And like, even if your parents come to you and they're like, this is not the thing you should be doing. If you get to that place, if you could respond to that and be like, I don't care, I'm still doing this. Great, tell people. If what someone's going to say is going to impact you and second guess yourself, it's not ready to be shared with them. And also third thing I'll add, find your community, like this podcast, find people that are doing what you want to do that have already done it and that are within reach. Like don't look to like Oprah because she's so far out of reach for so many of us. Find the people that are within reach, find your sacred communities, whether it's in person or online, because they will remind you of what is possible. And they will also show you what's possible. And that's what the subconscious mind also needs. It needs to be shown like, Hey, they're doing this. Like, and starts to rewrite the stories that you're carrying around with you. Mm, 
such incredible insight and so much great value. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's like, you know, what you said there is it makes me think about Brené Brown talks about her definition of vulnerability mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's being courageous and sharing something that feels like really tender and close to the heart. And she says, vulnerability is not live tweeting your bikini wax. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. Like that's not being vulnerable. That's an overshare. And so just recognizing like what's sacred, what gets to be ours. And I think there's a lot of power and I'll leave it at the word power. I think there's a lot of power in creating something behind the scenes that nobody really gets to know about until it's done. And then they're like, what? You wrote a book. You started a podcast. You're a singer. You do this thing. It's like, yeah, I was, I was working on my passions behind the scene. You don't have to know everything I'm up to. Mm. I love that because it also allows your energy to be the only thing that's infused into it versus other people's opinions or perspectives. And you're right. I think power is like the best word that captures that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay. Let us know. You did share a little bit about like your programs and stuff, but let's hear where can people find you? What do you have coming up next? Like, is your program Mm. open enrollment? Are there start dates? Is there somewhere where Mm. people can start to build that no love trust with you and then work their way into other programs? Tell us all the things. I love that you said no love trust because that's that's exactly what I say. So I feel just such a connection between us, which is so awesome. I love on Instagram. I'm at I am Brianna Rose. I love hanging out there. It's really me in the DMs, non assistant. So please say hi and slide in there. I love connecting with everyone. I also have a free Facebook group called the Rising Light Sisterhood. There's over a hundred free trainings on energy, Kundalini, success, wealth, all that. So you can go in there and like literally binge them whenever you like. And then I do have coming up our light reader certification program that I kind of shared before, which is a multimodality certification program in breathwork, meditation, kundalini, somatic movement. And then you'll also learn how to hold retreats and weave all this knowledge into your own online courses, programs, and offerings. It's incredible. And that's going to be opening up shortly. And we're very excited about it. Amazing. How long's the training? It is for six months, four months is when you're getting certified. You can start literally from day one using these teachings and tools. Four months, you'll get certified. And the last two months essentially are like a business mastermind to take these tools and learn how to bring them into your business. Because we found that most certifications, you go through it and then you're like, what do I do with this? How do I bring it into my business? So those last two months, we get to work with you and like weaving the sacred knowledge into your online courses and offerings or retreats and in-person experiences. Mm, Beautiful. And do you open it up once a year or twice a year? So most likely it's going to be twice a year. This will be our first one of 2023. So we'll see if we'll have enough time to bring it back towards the end of it, but at least once. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brianna. I so appreciate you being here. And again, if people are listening while you're driving or doing something else, all of the links will be in the show notes. We'll be tagging Brianna on our Instagram Mm -hmm. and TikTok. I don't know if you're over there. We'll make sure that it gets shared everywhere. Yeah. And I just so appreciate you being here. And I'm, I'm already like, okay, are we going to, are we going to hang out the DMs? Cause I'm really in our yes. DMs too. When people are like, is this Nicole and Kayla? Or is this a VA? I'm like, it's Nicole. I'm here. Yeah. It's really me. Yeah. I want to talk and share so much more. So this was a lot of fun. Thank you for being here uh, today. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Bye. And we'll be back next week with more episodes.